and thank you for listening to today's episode of JT Cast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training. I am your host, Luke Donovan. For the second episode of the month, I will discuss another article about sport-related concussions from the upcoming issue of JAT titled, Concussion Recovery Timeline of High School Athletes Using a Stepwise Return-to-Play Protocol, Age and Sex Effects, by Dr. Tamora and colleagues from the University of Hawaii at Manoa. As a reminder, the article discussed today can be found on the JAT website, natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JAT is open access to all readers thanks to the funding from the National Athletic Trainers Association. First step, surveying the scene. On the previous episode, we acknowledged how the most recent position and consensus statements from the NATA in the Fifth International Conference on Concussion and Sport provide comprehensive overviews of recommended assessment and management procedures for sport-related concussions. Specific to management and to return to play, the use of a stepwise progression is recommended to safely return patients back to sport following concussion. Stepwise programs use a graduated step philosophy spanning from the injury onset to the return to full game participation. Patients advance to each step after they become asymptomatic at their current step. In the event that the patient becomes symptomatic within 24 hours of performing the designated criteria at a step, they revert back to the previous step. The key to progression and to not aggravate symptoms or delay recovery is to ensure that the patient remains asymptomatic at each step. Currently, within adolescent athletes, the time spent in each step and across the total progression remains unknown. Therefore, the purpose of this study was to provide a comprehensive post-concussion graduated stepwise recovery timeline for adolescent student-athletes. To achieve the purpose of the study, the authors completed a cross-sectional study examining patients who sustained a concussion across 57 schools during the 2010 to 2012 academic years. Athletic trainers at the corresponding schools assessed all reported concussions using a standardized concussion management protocol. The protocol consisted of the graded symptom checklist, balanced air scoring system, the immediate post-concussion assessment and cognitive testing, also known as IMPACT, and a seven-step graduated return-to-play protocol. The data was recorded using concussion management program log or a sports injury management system. The seven steps within the graduated return-to-play protocol were as follows. First, step one was cognitive rest. Two, full return to school. Three, light aerobic activity. Four, running and sport-specific drills. Five, non-contact drills. Six, full contact practice. And seven, return to game. Patients progress from each step after being asymptomatic for 24 hours. Additional criteria to advance from step two to three was included to ensure safe progression as physical activity was being reintroduced. The additional criteria was medical clearance, normal results on impact and best when compared with baseline scores, and no necessity of school adjustments or accommodations. The results are as follows. The average days to progress to game participation was 20. The average number of days to report being asymptomatic and to be cleared for light physical activity, which was again step three, was 13.6. Progression from stage two to three took the most number of days, which averaged around 10 days. The study also found both an age and sex effect on progressing through the seven steps. Individuals who were 17 years of age returned to sport about four days earlier than patients ages 14 to 16. 
Males also return to sport two days sooner than females. When examining days to progress from step to step, stratified by age and sex, differences in days were only present up until clearance to start light physical activity, again being that third step. Meaning, once individuals were cleared to begin step three, patients took a similar amount of days to return to sport regardless of age or sex, thus potentially serving as a benchmark for recovery. This was the first paper to describe the comprehensive recovery timeline of the return to play protocol in adolescent population. Well, that's it for today's JAT cast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JAT events on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts at JAT underscore NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for next month's JTCast. cast.